Welcome, friends. I'm Sarah Ann Stewart, and this is the Awesome Inside Out Podcast. Now, I'm not sure how you ended up here today, but I want to welcome you with open arms. Because while our paths may be different, I'm going to take a wild guess that we share one common desire to have a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life in a body that we love. A life free of diets, free from guilt, and free from shame. In each episode, we're going to dive deep into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past, and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey there, thanks so much for tuning in to another interview episode on the Awesome Inside Out podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, the absolute best way that you can always support is just by sharing it on social media and with the people that you love most. This is really about creating a movement, a movement of us all coming together to support one another in becoming happier and healthier. And so it would mean the world to me for others to have access to this powerful content. So thank you so much in advance. Also, make sure to stay till the end as I'm going to offer some applicable takeaways based on today's conversation and a challenge this week to upgrade your health. All right. So for centuries, women's health has been less researched and less understood than the health of men. And for much of our documented history, women have actually been excluded from medical and science studies. Today, hundreds of women are often misdiagnosed or worse, suffering silently from understudied undertreated and misunderstood health challenges that our medical system has yet to understand. If you're here, I'm guessing you've probably searched for answers about your own health at one point or another, or maybe you, a family member or a friend is facing a health challenge that has gone unsolved. Maybe you're struggling with your weight, feeling that conventional medicine isn't the solution for you, or maybe you felt unseen or unheard by your primary doctor and you feel that there has to be something else out there. Often, however, there are other options, food, movement, lifestyle choices, and a more holistic approach that is often never taught. And there's no one better to help us understand female health from both a Western and holistic view than Dr. Anna Kabeka. Dr. Anna is a triple board certified OBGYN and a hormone expert with a passion for helping women better understand their bodies and providing empowering therapies and modalities so that they can feel their absolute best. Further, Dr. Anna is no stranger to doctors and Western medicine telling her that they didn't have an answer. At age 38, Dr. Anna was diagnosed with early menopause and was told that there was no solution for her. She suffered from weight gain, hair loss, and many other debilitating symptoms that left her feeling helpless and alone. But Dr. Anna was convinced that there had to be another path, and she set out to heal her body naturally. Through dietary and lifestyle changes, she balanced her hormones, regained control of her body, and conceived a child naturally at the age of 41. Since then, Dr. Anna has devoted her life to counseling other women and helping them find their best selves. She combines her modern medical training and experience with time-tested wisdom and remedies that yield absolute incredible results for women struggling with their health. And so if you felt unheard, misunderstood, or simply feel out of touch with your body, then I trust you're going to enjoy and benefit from this conversation I'm going to have with Dr. Anna today. Hi, Dr. Anna. Welcome to the Awesome Inside Out podcast. Thank you so much for being here. 
It's a pleasure to be here. I love our conversation, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I am such a huge fan of your work and I love that you're helping women on their journey of really self-empowerment and self-care. I can confidently say probably never before in history have we been in this place where women really need to be supported to thrive physically, but also emotionally, mentally, sexually, and even spiritually. And I love diving into your books and all your programs because you really address everything from this really holistic approach. And so before we get into all these questions I have for you, I wanted to first start with you becoming a triple board certified OBGYN and a little bit more about the motivation and the inspiration that happened for you to really want to support thousands of women around the world, helping them thrive from the inside out. Well, you know, it's true that our mess becomes our message, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I had to continue to learn, right? Continue to learn, continue to study, to continue to receive. And the lessons of my journey too, I would say that I've always been fascinated with medicine. I mean, as a young age, I grew up kind of with a food as medicine type of household as well. Very international, first generation American. My parents were immigrants to the United States and I grew up learning about different foods for different ailments and that also, I saw how my mom, especially my mom, was struggling with our medical model at a young age in her 30s, diagnosed with diabetes. By age 50, she was requiring coronary bypass surgery. The age younger than I am now, she had a triple bypass surgery. And I recognized that at a young age that much of the procedures and prescriptions that are provided to women were based on research done on men. And so, you know, however, my 54 years now, I know that's still predominantly the case, although we've come a long way than we did back then. We have come a long way, but it's really important to understand that, you know, I recognized very early, as we all know, men are different than women. <laughs> we are not the same, especially our medical care should not be approached in the same way. So this is what really drove me to study women's health and gynecology and obstetrics from a holistic perspective. and then recognizing that there's so much more I needed in my doctor's bag to help my patients and to help myself because at age 39, I was diagnosed with early menopause infertility and I was told I would never be able to have another child. And it literally took me to my knees and with that on a journey around the world looking for answers. Yeah, it's so interesting how our mess, like what we end up being in the depths and we were talking about on your podcast, the shadows of the deepest, darkest places in our life really lead us to these profound awakenings and this journey to a healthier way of living. And to talk about this pre-menopause and menopause stage that we all are going to face at some point in our lives. I think so many women specifically in my practice have this sense of fear. They're like, I'm so worried about getting to that place where I'm going to have sleepless nights and hot flashes and these erratic emotions I'm not going to be able to control. And one of the greatest fears I see is the weight gain. And you talk about the silver lining during this time and you have really helped people and women specifically become empowered during this phase rather than having this emotional doom that so many people come up against. And so can you talk a little bit about that for the listeners and how you've supported so many women in shifting this belief? Because that's what this podcast really is about. It's about creating new belief systems so that we don't have to live out what we believe to be true and we actually can find a different way to thrive. 
Yes. And really through all stages of our life where there are transitions, hormonal transitions, and especially this time period of menopause, because there has been so much stigma associated with it. We're now going downhill, right? Over the hill and going down. I mean, what messages have we been receiving? The trading out the older model for the younger version, the self-doubt, the talk, and really menopause is a time of transition, just like puberty. It is no more of a disease than puberty. (laughs) And it is a time to embrace a transformation yet again in our lives. And I think I really have loved studying world cultures, and especially when it comes to women's health. In Japan, the word they use for menopause is konenki, which literally means second spring. Second spring. So I said we want to breeze through menopause into our second spring. And I think that's such a beautiful way to look at it because as you talk about, it's getting into those shadows and seeing what's there, what's lurking in the shadows of our life and really using this time of transition and transformation to clear out those crevices, the self-doubts, the fears, the hidden or suppressed dreams that we've had for our lives and releasing that and able to see with clear vision what our giftings are. And we're not done yet. This is something through history. I love reading a daily devotional called Give Us This Day. And it always talks about the blessed of the day. And so many times it's women past childbearing years that have done amazing, amazing things like creating orphanages and helping creating homes, creating movements, liberating people and standing up for rights and what is right you know, loud and proud. And I think that's really a gift that our second spring blossoms within us. Yeah, I love that. And I love that new reframe because even that is just taking that on gives you a different level of inspiration to say, oh, wow, what is the opportunity here versus what am I up against? And can you talk a little bit more about hormones for the listeners who might not have that context yet? Like, what are they? Why are they so important for our health? And how do they change as we age and move into this phase of premenopause and menopause? Hormones are really this kind of elusive concept in this bucket term. Really, when we're talking about hormones, there are over 150 hormones in our body and variations of many of them. And hormones are actually, they're chemical messengers, but they're energetic molecules. And this is why when you say, hey, doc, I want to test your hormones, sometimes your doc's like, well, you know, I really don't know. I don't know what to test is because these hormones are elusive in so many ways. And we really haven't, even today, we don't have perfect means of testing them because they are energetic molecules and they do fluctuate over time. They fluctuate over the course of our day, our activity, our thoughts. And so it is challenging to test them, but we're getting better at it. And we do test hormones in saliva, urine, blood, I mean, many different ways, and they all have valuable input. Our hormones fluctuate from the time of birth and they go crazy during puberty. If anyone's raised teenage daughters, you may (laughs) have experienced this. (laughs) Again, firsthand, let alone going through it yourself. They peak, for instance, we start to see 
you know, in our reproductive years, we have our peak hormone levels. And gradually over time from our late 20s to early 30s, one of our adrenal hormones called DHEA starts to decline in both men and women. Progesterone, our hormone of reproduction and and that supports our second phase of our cycle, progestation, pro-life. It helps us you know, support a pregnancy when we have one. And there's very, and it's also neuroprotective, a hormone of healthy brains, actually a beautifying hormone for healthy, luscious pregnancy hair. It's all part and parcel of our hormone progesterone. And this hormone starts to decline in our mid to late 30s. Estrogen, another one of our reproductive hormones, starts declining in our 40s and 50s. It also requires a precursor hormones of DHEA and progesterone. So in times of stress, when these hormones are depleted because of excess cortisol production, another life-saving hormone, estrogen drops even more. And then testosterone, a hormone for men and women, but definitely women, we spike testosterone with ovulation. We produce testosterone when we're excited, when we're you know in love, when we're threatened. These are all different times where we'll also produce testosterone. And so this is a hormone that is a catabolic hormone, helps build us up, build strong muscle, strong bones, strong connective tissue, a really important hormone. And these hormones will change over time and are particularly affected in times of stress. Now, as a gynecologist and obstetrician, I would love to say that it's all about progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, and even DHEA. But the truth is, Sarah, that it is reliant on three other major hormones, and these are insulin and cortisol. And then the most important hormone of all our hormones is the hormone of love, bonding, and connection called oxytocin. This hormone that we live life for, right? We experience with laughter, with pleasure, with orgasm, with joy. Oxytocin, this hormone of love, bonding, and connection, it's the most powerful hormone. It's an alkalinizing hormone is a stabilizing hormone, is a healing anti-aging hormone, and has so many benefits. And it's the reason I wrote my book, The Hormone Fix, because it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. Understanding this change over time on a monthly basis and a yearly basis and a, you know, through our lifetime, a lifetime basis, how that when we can empower our overarching hormones, especially oxytocin, that all these other hormones fall into place. You know, they play a lot better together, let's say. Yeah, thank you for that breakdown. I think it's interesting. I haven't heard the oxytocin piece and it just makes so much sense. The bonding, the love, the connection. And I think more than ever right now, we need to recognize that hormones are very sensitive to stress, specifically with what's happening in the world. I know you talk a lot about women in between the ages of like 35 and 60 when they're raising kids, they have their career at this heightened state, they're taking care of potentially aging parents. And I found for myself that when I've done functional medicine testing and integrative testing, that right now my adrenals are flatlined. <laughs> my THEA isn't there. I'm like having to take compounding progesterone. Like I'm in this right now. And I think part of it is 2020 and what we're going through. And that's why I want to dive a little bit more in how do we manage the stress? How does stress affect our adrenals, our hormones, the inflammation in our body? And then what can we do about it? Because I think 
we're going to have this this impact right on our adrenals as we come out of 2020 specifically. And I think a lot of women are going to say, wow, I really have to look at this and take care of my body based on what I just went through. Absolutely. And understanding how physiology drives our behavior. Our physiology absolutely drives our behavior, our hormone fluctuations, our, you know, our peace, our peace of mind, and not to mention our memory, our mood our mojo, all of these things are affected by our physiology. And when we can understand that, especially how stress is impacting us right now as an individual and as a family, as a culture, as a community, these effects are longstanding. And I think for me, and I'll give you some context on this so that we can understand better what's happening. If I didn't experience life-changing events and experience what I went through, I wouldn't know what I know today. I wouldn't know what the underlying reasons are for these physiologic changes, behavioral changes, and some of the emotions that we're experiencing. I mean, it can be so basic. For instance, I always tell clients, if you only hate your husband two weeks out of the month, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's more likely your hormones, not your husband, right? I can often talk when I'm talking to friends or girlfriends and clients, and they're like, well, I've been, he's doing this, he's doing that. I'm just fed up. I don't know why, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what time of the month are you at? Don't get on the defensive when I ask that. Understanding how our hormones can affect our mood and it can affect our behavior. So supporting our hormones, and I've spent my life looking at ways to naturally support our hormones. So we are optimized and not victims of them and they're changing their fluctuations. So this is really important thing. This time period from age 35 to 55, especially is a period of neuroendocrine vulnerability and add in a good dose of stress. And if we've had any post-traumatic stress, adverse childhood experiences, this transition, this hormonal transition time period is even harder for those of us who've had these experiences. And it partly is because one of the our most neuroprotective hormones, progesterone, is becoming depleted. Depleted because our ovaries aren't producing as many follicles or eggs as they used to, our reproductive potentials off. We get a large amount of our progesterone from our ovaries and another good chunk of progesterone from our adrenal glands. And our adrenal glands are also our fight and flight responders. So in times of stress, producing progesterone is going to get converted into producing our stress hormone, cortisol. The stress, you know, fight or flight hormone, the quick response hormone, our body's natural anti-inflammatory hormone. And so when we are under stress, real or perceived, it depletes this neuroprotective hormone and this reproductive hormone progesterone. And progesterone is necessary for good memory, a good recall. It's important for our regulation of our cycles, our menstrual cycle. So many women right now are having irregular periods, breakthrough bleeding, heavier than normal cycles. And, and we can understand why it's because of this shift, this decrease in progesterone and creates kind of this estrogen dominant phenomenon that we hear. But really, I like to look at it as more of a progesterone insufficiency. And so supporting our body's natural production of progesterone through lifestyle factors, through nutrition, through mindset, as well as through supplementation is very, I mean, it's, it's just critical, especially at this time. So Sarah, I can share a little bit about my journey and my personal story, if you'd like. Yeah, I would love that. So back in 2006, our family experienced a terrible tragedy with the loss of our son in a tragic accident. And he was only 18 months old, our only son. And can you can imagine that our lives just went 
with turmoil. I'm so sorry. And so we were, thank you. We were grieving and I was grieving as a physician, as a, as a believer and with such a tremendous faith in God, I felt like how could any of this happen? How could this happen in our lives? And so much had to go wrong for this to happen. And that as a result, of this and trying, working so hard to help other people and finding myself all of a sudden in a period of complete desolation. You know, I remember a time when I woke up in the morning and before even opening my eyes, I would cry just because I had to face another day and I had no idea how I was going to be able to do that. And my hormones were completely depleted. My husband and I at the time, we wanted to have another child, not to replace our son, but fill this gap in our hearts and because we love our children so much. And I was then diagnosed with early menopause and infertility. And here I am in Emory University trained OBGYN. I have helped so many thousands of clients with pregnancy and with fertility. And yet my doctor's bag was empty. I was faced with early menopause. I went through the highest doses of injectable fertility meds. And I was told I would never be able to conceive naturally. My only option might be egg donation. And so that was devastation upon devastation for me and my family. And that literally led me on a journey around the world, looking for answers, just healing, needing to grieve in private. I couldn't imagine going back to a life where it, you know, it seemed like nothing had happened. And I was completely transformed and devastated. And so it took a year off from my practice and traveled around the world. And as a result, as a result of this healing journey and after you know my doctor's bag was completely empty and we you know were faced with these traumas when a step on my journey we ended up in indonesia may i write about a little bit about my journey in my book the hormone fix and so many fascinating stories one place we stopped was in indonesia and i met this healer there who was based you know was just passed down practice based on knowledge that was passed down for generations and one thing he had said to me he said first he put his hand on my head like he didn't ask me any he didn't speak any english very little he had a translator but he put his hand on my head and my head just hurt like i just had these tender points like if you put your hands your hips on your head and press man i had these tender points at the top of my head and i was like oh my gosh what's this and he says you worry too much so however i still have to look at the energetic pathways that trigger that highly sensitive neural area, sensory area, but he says you worry too much. And I said, well, you know, infertile and grieving and I'm so, I'm PT, I was in so much trauma, I had so much fear and I wasn't sleeping and was hypervigilant as many of us are who've had post-traumatic stress disorder. And he said, you just worry too much. And I said, really? And, you know, worry is part of that is from the adrenal glands, right? We deplete our adrenal hormones when we worry. We, you know, are constantly excreting cortisol and response to this inflammatory and adrenaline. And these create inflammation in our bodies as well. This, uh, you know, spike in adrenaline, spike in cortisol increases glucose and then can cause more inflammation. So I was definitely inflamed. But it's interesting that the energetically and, and through traditional wisdom that I've heard around the world is that our adrenals hold the energy of fear. So our kidneys hold the energy of fear, which makes sense because right above the kidneys are your fight and flight organs, your adrenal glands. And so that he said, 
you worry too much, your ovaries are fine. And I'm like, nope, I've seen them on ultrasound. They didn't respond to the highest doses of injectable fertility meds. I mean, there was no ovarian response whatsoever. And, you know, and I thought that was really fascinating. But um, lo and behold, he was absolutely right. As I continued to do work spiritually on my journey, not only was I able to reverse my early menopause, you know, reclaim my menstrual cycle, but also become pregnant naturally and have the miracle baby that we were told we would never be able to have. And so she's now 12, I'm 54, and... (laughs) We're looking forward to some fun teenage years and everything else at this time. And I'm just feeling so blessed, but we're able to restore that. So that knowledge brought me back to my medical practice with this inspiration to really empower other women to be their best physician, to heal their body, mind, and Mm -hmm. spirit, and to really look at the underlying issues that are causing the symptoms. And as we address those underlying issues, we heal that physiology, we heal the cortisol spikes or, you know, the flatline cortisol. And I'll talk about that in a moment. We heal our heart, we heal our soul, we heal our body, and it's all interconnected. Hey there, are you loving this podcast? Well, a simple way to support is to head over to sarahannstewart.com and join the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you are never going to miss out on any details of new projects, products, upcoming events, or behind the scenes stuff that I only share with my inner circle. Also by joining, you're going to get access to the movement, which means you are part of a free community of individuals standing in their power to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. So head on over to sarahannstewart.com and subscribe, and I'll see you on the inside. Oh my gosh, I love this. And I feel like it's divine timing for me to hear because going through this infertility journey has has been one of coming back home. It's getting back in my heart, getting back in my body, reconnecting on a spiritual level to what I know to be true and recognizing that I work a lot. And even though I'm in holistic health and even though I, you know, I do my best to practice what I preach, when we burn our adrenals out, it impacts fertility. And this has been one of the greatest lessons of my life. And I always say, if I knew then what I know now, I would have looked at my business as a 10-year plan, not a two to three. Let's build very quickly before having a baby. Like, Let's actually just recognize that this is 10, 20, 30-year project. Um, But we always learn our lessons, right? And it's part of the journey and part of story that we get to share. And I just feel like you sharing that brought goosebumps to my body. And I'm like, wow, I just feel like it's divine timing for me to hear that. And I hope so many other women who are listening become inspired because I know the devastation of that feeling and going to an IVF doctor and, and him saying, here's a bunch of hormones and it's time to start using them. And and me connecting to my truth, I'm like, don't feel like this is the answer. I do feel like I can get pregnant, right? I do feel that intuitively. And so I just want to thank you so much for sharing that. Well, and I think that I always say, if you have that hope within you and you can see it, you can feel it, you can achieve it. You absolutely mm-hmm. can. And I think that holding on to that hope is really is powerful. And, and we will be like us having this conversation today. You'll receive information that you need for your next right step each and every one of us will. And I will say from one passionate workaholic to another, <laughs> and it's because we're passionate, right? Yes. It's because we want every, we want people, 
to not suffer like we've suffered. We want everyone to enjoy and to feel their power, to accept their bodies, to accept their journey and to, you know, also not give up, right? We don't want mm-hmm. it. We don't want it. I don't want to see any woman, especially through this transition time of menopause and beyond, give up. And if we can understand what's happening physiologically, and this, I dedicate a whole chapter to this topic on stress in my book, because it's the stress, my first book, The Hormone Fix, my second book is Keto Green 16, which is a a nutrition and lifestyle plan, a 16-day plan. And my first book, The Hormone Fix, is, is very holistic, also the Keto Green nutritional lifestyle plan, but so much more understanding what's happening to our hormones as we age the toxic effect of toxins, how that can affect our hormones and how important that is to clean up. And stress, a whole chapter on stress, plus a whole chapter. I mean, I'm a gynecologist, so vaginal health and and you know, certainly sexual health is a whole nother chapter in the hormone fix. But this stress chapter is really, I feel like is timely. Everyone needs to read chapter eight in the hormone fix. And I talk about because of stress, right? If our body is under stress, what happens is, especially trauma, and we, we're all experiencing that right now and this level of uncertainty that we're like, well, what's next year going to be like? You know, you know, what's our health? What if someone in our family gets sick? What if? And how we are faced the loss, reality of loss, whatever that may be for us. But when we are under stress, cortisol is immediately secreted. And so is our, our neuroprotective hormone progesterone because we're going to make more cortisol. And so this makes us bond together initially. But over time, chronic unrelenting stress, everyday stress or post-traumatic stress creates, a you know, too much cortisol in our system. We're on like our nerve endings are on fire, so to speak. You're on edge and it can feel like that. It can feel literally on edge, anxious, irritable, overreact one minute and say, man, why am I overreacting? You know, that would never have bothered me before. You can feel like this system. And in fact, our nervous system says, okay, cortisol, you're frying me out. And this area in our brain called the paraventricular nucleus says, okay, cortisol, you are frying us out. I'm suppressing you. So it's not that our adrenal glands give out. They don't fatigue. They don't give out. You know, the production of cortisol is suppressed in an intention for our body to balance us out. Mm. And so with this suppression of cortisol, oxytocin, this hormone of love, bonding, and connection also is suppressed. So when cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. When oxytocin, this hormone of love, bonding, and connection, when we're having fun, enjoying ourselves, when that hormone goes up, cortisol goes down. But when cortisol is suppressed by the paraventricular nucleus, oxytocin is also suppressed. So what that feels like, you're now with low levels of cortisol, adrenal hypofunction, and low levels of oxytocin, and we feel disconnected. We feel like, I know I love my husband. I don't feel love for them. And many infertility couples go through this. Like you're stressed every month with, am I going to get pregnant? Am I not? The pregnancy test comes and all of a sudden the, you know, an act that is designed to increase oxytocin, such as making love with each other is now a job duty. And so you're not really benefiting as much, right? If you're thinking about it that way, okay, we just you know, we're on the fertility track, but oxytocin is so important for this love bonding and connection. But when we are burnt out, this low cortisol, low oxytocin creates these feelings of burnout, of disconnect, of, of, I used to love my job, but now I don't want to go in. I love my family. I don't feel love for them. This 
emotional, this physiologic disconnect. And it's a real thing. And it can lead to, as it did in my case, it led to divorce. It led to burnout. It led to closing down a medical practice I love. You know, I was burnt out. I was depleted. Again, if I knew then what I know now, I would have done so much differently. I'm a hundred, a thousand percent with you, Sarah. Yeah. And so this physiologic disconnect is really, it's really devastating. And we see increased loneliness, lack of enjoyment, anhedonia. We no longer seek the relationships that nurture us or the activities that we loved and enjoyed. But this is really important to know. While physiology drives our behavior, our behavior can shift our physiology. So making love for the sake of making love and enjoying each other and experiencing intimacy, connection, orgasm, pleasure increases oxytocin naturally. Doing things we love, you know, laughing, you know, watching funny movies, playing with our pet, doing playful activities, things we really enjoy. This is more important now than ever. You know, adding pleasure into our lives, being with people we love and we care about and recognizing this power that has over our physiology, but recognizing this physiologic disconnect. Yeah, that's so powerful. And then is it just about mustering up the willpower to just go out? Like if you're not feeling good to do these things and you're not inspired to do them, is it really just like getting in to the mindset of like, once I do them, it's kind of the feeling of once you work out, you feel good after. It's like, it just takes that first step to like get into these practices. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm not motivated to even go play with my friends right now or to enjoy a dinner out or because there's all this fear built up. But I think it's kind of like the workout, it's afterwards, it's going to be so beneficial for you just to move through the original discomfort. Absolutely. It's so true because you don't feel like it, right? You walk Mm -hmm. into a store and you're like, oh, I see my best friend. I'm going to pretend I'm invisible. You know, I mean, you are avoiding this interaction. It's what we need most. And so it's a discipline and a practice that we do need to participate in. And we need to say that's good for us. It's good for our children, creating playful interaction as much as possible, getting outside in nature and connecting with others is hugely powerful and important and physiologically life-saving. And this is something, you know, I think that we can all do more of right now. And it actually makes a difference. And I, right, my daughter is a horseback rider and she's doing barrel racing out here in Texas right now. And I just, I'm encouraging it every day because that connection with an animal, doing something you enjoy, it's a safe, well, relatively safe sport. <laughs> And, you know, it's healing. It increases oxytocin, decreases cortisol. There's less fear because you're stronger, more resilient. So doing these activities is, you know, and, and pushing ourselves when we don't feel like it makes a huge difference. I mean, you know, we know that friend that always makes us laugh, giving them a call and, you know, just relishing in that experience is powerful. And they often need to hear from you too. So I think that we have to create a culture and a community that we can do this so we can dispel the fear because oxytocin, not only is it this hormone of love, bonding, and connection, but it is a hormone of human resilience. This will make us stronger, healthier, more resilient, and support our immune system. Mm-hmm. And this is based on science and right. reality. And it's so, so powerful. And it's hard though when we don't feel like it. Right. Or it's hard when we go to the mind and the mind tells us, oh, I need to research what's happening in the media or I need to get more facts. I need to go down the rabbit hole on social media and see what everyone else is doing. And really what would be even more beneficial for us is to go outside and play with our dogs. And so 
We also yes. have to, there has to be this little bit of a disconnect from the mind of telling us what we think will control our lives and prevent the fear. And really that actually instills the fear more and disconnecting and saying, how do I actually just cultivate more joy and play and happiness, inspiration and creativity in my life right now? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, especially the creativity like that, you know, loving to draw or knit or sew or do art and pushing ourselves physically, pushing our limits physically and also reaching out to others to help others. One of the best way we help ourselves is through giving and, and serving others. And that's probably why you especially, you know, are driven. You want to give and serve. And that also increases oxytocin. So we often, we benefit so much from how we can contribute to others, but always, always focusing on a healthy, strong foundation for ourselves first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because from this place, then we can give others. So that balance, if it's not, a, I like the saying, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had to use that in so many, you know, so many situations in my life to just have some healthy boundaries. And then when I'm all in, I'm all in. Yeah. Being committed to the no is actually a yes to so many, so many other things that we get to create space for. Before you go, I wanted to talk a little bit about the keto green because I know that there's some controversy around this new book, which is so exciting because I'm excited to hear about how you took the keto diet and added this green component because we know that greens bring alkalinity into our bodies. And so, so can you talk a little bit about this twist that you took on the approach of the keto diet and how it's really supporting so many women and why it works? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the greens, we know that greens improve hormone detoxification, support our gut microbiome. The more diverse our diet, the healthier our gut microbiota are, and that leads to a stronger immune system. And also our gut, the gut bacteria in our gut has to be healthy because it's responsible for detoxifying estrogen, either safely or creating toxic estrogens. And so this, you know, really becomes critical and knowing all this and being in functional medicine for decades now. But when I, I told you when I came back and I had become pregnant naturally and I really delved deep into functional medicine even more and bioidentical hormones and restorative medicine, then at age 48 in the midst of burnout, still not understanding that underlying physiology of the cortisol oxytocin disconnect. And I was post-divorce. I didn't understand then that this feeling like I don't feel love for my husband. I don't feel love for what I'm doing. I wasn't feeling it because I was, you know, my hormonal physiology was still in that post-traumatic stress of disconnect. And so I was able to see, well, at 48, I was just really spiraling down, burning out from my second love, which was my business and my medical practice. And I really crashed. But one thing I noted was that I, you know, overnight, I experienced what so many of my clients experienced. They would come in and say, Dr. Anna, I'm gaining 5, 10, 20 pounds overnight without doing anything different. That without doing anything different, let me tell you, at first I was like, sure, sure you're not. Well, lo and behold, but I would do the workup study the thyroid hormone and everything else. But lo and behold, you know, there's so much more to it. When I experienced this at 48, I gained 20 pounds basically overnight without doing anything different. And at one point in my life, I'd been well over 240 pounds, lost those 80 pounds, kept it off, 
And to see that 20 pound just jump on without doing anything different was devastating. And I didn't know when I was going to stop. Maybe I'd be 300 pounds. And so I immediately went keto, a diet that I was well versed in because I have my oldest child with seizure disorder and working with clients with neurological illnesses in my practice using keto. But I remember that many of my perimenopausal and postmenopausal patients would say, I don't like how I feel or I feel like I'm hitting a wall. And for me, it just affected my mood, my energy. I call it going keto crazy or keto cranky. And with two teenagers at the time and a wee one just starting elementary school, you cannot afford that, let alone the brain fog I was experiencing during this hormonal transition, added stress and hormonal transition of menopause that goes beyond our reproductive hormones, that goes beyond progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, and even DHEA. And so in Keto Green 16, I talk about these 13-way control hormones that really affect us. So I needed to understand why am I feeling so irritable on this keto approach? And so why is it affecting my neurotransmitters? Why is it affecting my mood? Why don't I feel at home in my body? And that led me to just testing, testing my hormones and testing very simply what I recommend everyone test on a regular basis is urine, my urine pH. Our blood pH will stay the same, but our urine pH is another vital sign. It helps us tell us how we're interacting with our environment, mentally, physically, nutritionally, many different ways. Because when we're anxious and stressed, we're going to create a more acidic urinary pH. When we're happy and love and connected, spend a day in nature, we're going to be more alkaline. And our food impacts this as well. So when I checked my urine pH, I was as acidic as the urine pH paper would read. Now I've created these keto pH test strip that measure both keto ketones and urine pH on them because, you know, instead of checking two different things, I mean, we're busy, right? I put it all on one. And, but I was as acidic as the urine pH paper read. And, but you can get urine pH paper at any pharmacy, health food store, just, just regular pH paper or pH strip and start checking and look. And so when I saw how acidic I was, that was an aha moment for me. It was like, ah, no wonder my neurotransmitters are haywire. No wonder I feel on edge, irritable, inflamed. And for me, that was a huge aha moment. So I started integrating the low carbohydrate, dark green leafy vegetables like beet greens and kale and collards and Swiss chard, and then the cruciferous vegetables to help balance my hormones and detoxify estrogen. So the broccoli, the cauliflower, the cabbage, and incorporating those very low carbohydrate vegetables into my diet. And that started helping me alkalinize. I have my product Mighty Maca Plus, which has 30 superfoods from around the world in it and supports the adrenal glands and helps alkalinize. So I increase that to two to three times a day added apple cider vinegar before my meals to increase digestion and also help me, you know, help digest the food. So we're getting more of the micronutrients out of the food as well. And with that and intermittent fasting, I was able to get more alkaline on a regular basis. But one thing I noticed, Sarah, because I'm now checking urine pH, you know, every time I went to the bathroom, what I noticed was those mornings that I would walk on the beach, do my gratitude journaling, I was more alkaline all day, despite what I was eating. Wow. So the power of our mental atmosphere and these activities that we do that nourish our body, being able to do that improves our physiology. 
you know, you can just check urine pH, more alkaline. Clients will tell me, you know, I had this great night out. Maybe I ate and drank too much, went off the keto green plan, but I was incredibly alkaline, you know, had great lovemaking with my husband and this, that, and the other. And it's that power of oxytocin, the most alkalinizing hormone in our body, how healing that hormone is. And so looking at this and then seeing how your physiology is affected, that's why I developed the Keto Green Plan, not just what we eat, but how we live, how we think, what our mindset is, and just everything we can do to empower oxytocin in our lives to heal our physiology. Mm, I love that. And I think it's it is so, so powerful because often people start with just the food and then they get frustrated and they don't know why. And then that frustration leads to more anger and more upsetness. And that's not increasing oxytocin and that's not improving the mental and emotional and spiritual well-being. And that's it's such a big component that I think is so overlooked. And that's why I just absolutely love what you're doing. I'm so inspired by your work. I feel like it's very much this like moment in my life where like all of the pieces come together on one call. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And I want all the listeners, of course, we'll link everything, but I want to make sure that they know where to find you right now. So what are the best places for them to obviously Amazon is the place to always get the books, the hormone fix and um and sick or keto green. But what are the other places that people can get your courses? I know you have quite a bit of programs and they can work with you and a lot of other things that you're up to. Yeah, thank you. Definitely join me at my website, which is dranna.com. So like D, like Drana, D-R-A-N-N-A.com. So that's my website. And you'll see at the top of it, there's links to book bonus pages. So whether you get the Hormone Fix or Keto Green 16, we have amazing bonuses, including quick start guides, recipes, feast guides, and additional information roadmaps to go with the book. So definitely get those. And wherever you buy the book from, you can just enter your receipt number and get those bonuses. And I put out blogs and articles every week, sometimes more often. So it is my site is a wealth of information. I really am here to inspire, educate, and maybe entertain a little bit too. (laughs) (laughs) To really provide solutions. And for me, it was about creating solutions, sharing knowledge and creating solutions and products that really help us naturally restore our body's ability to heal itself. And that's part of it because we can, knowing that it's possible is, you know, just the first step and it is possible. I've seen miracles happen. Let me tell you, as you have, and you know, these, these miracles can happen every day when we take the power of our bodies back. And also definitely, I wanted to say, join me on social, my Instagram at Dr. Anna Kabeca in my keto green community on Facebook. I mean, it's really creating healthy community together there. And I love interacting and I love reading the questions and the comments and definitely love connecting with my tribe. So I welcome everyone. Yeah. And you also have an incredible podcast that I highly recommend listening to as well that you can also find on your website. So there's products, programs, books, um, podcasts, oh, yeah. podcast, recipes, everything is there. It's just a wealth of information. And I think it's one of those things too, that we're realizing now with the amount of free content and content available, even just getting the book and then getting all of these incredible resources with it. It's like, there's no excuse anymore to not become empowered and to take control of our health. And one of my biggest missions on this planet and the purpose of this podcast is to do that, is to empower us Mm -hmm. to take that radical responsibility to get out of the victimhood to really understand that it is as much as is a physiology component is also the emotional and the mental and the spiritual component, which you address every angle of. And I'm just so thankful for you and the work that you're putting out in the world. Thank you again for being here and taking this time. 
Thank you. Wow, I absolutely loved hearing Dr. Anna's wisdom on how we can heal our bodies through an intuitive-based wisdom approach. And I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was a conversation I believe we can all benefit from, especially as we continue to learn more and more about healing through ancient wisdom and further understanding the female body. I encourage you to take a moment to reflect on the lessons your body is trying to teach you. I also urge you to spend some quiet time journaling on your experience in your body. So what are your primary health challenges that you deeply desire to improve? If you were to connect deeply to your body, what is it trying to teach you? Further, do you feel frustrated with some of the answers you've received from doctors in your life? Do you feel like there is a deeper truth or answers that may be available if you keep searching? And so I know this feeling well, and I encourage you to really spend some time exploring your intuition tapping into your truth and listening to what your body is telling you. And once you become aware of the requests of your body and the requests your body has for you, you might want to consider making some lifestyle changes. You might want to seek a new practitioner who can support your journey, or you may be called to try a new healing modality. Listen to your body and trust that each step takes you closer and closer to your healthiest you. If you enjoyed today's conversation, I recommend listening to my podcast with Diane Kayser as we discuss the importance of listening to your body and truly making a stance against specific medical procedures that are deemed healthy, but often have huge consequences. Also, before you go, maybe you're struggling to tune out others' opinions and honor your inner guidance. Maybe you need a community that supports you on your journey. If any of this resonates with you, I invite you to join the awesome Inside Out Facebook community. It is a private, safe space filled with beautiful hearts coming together to encourage and uplift one another. And if you're already part of the group, thank you so much for joining to really help and foster building such a beautiful community together. Also, make sure to drop me a message on Instagram if you've been listening to these podcasts. Let me know what's resonating. What do you want to hear more about? What questions do you have? And how can I celebrate you on your wellness journey? You can find me on the gram at Sarah Ann Stewart. S-A-R-A-H-A-N-N-E-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love for an epic, beautiful week ahead. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you. But hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here. You are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here. You too can feel awesome from the inside out.